You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lamb Goat presents the Van Flip Podcast. What is up? Welcome back to another episode of Lamb Goat's Fan Flip Podcast. And I am here today with Stu Douglas and Andrew Newfled. Newfled? Newfled, yes, Andrew Newfled. Stu Douglas and Andrew Newfled. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. If you're, if you're familiar with the podcast, yeah, it should be good to go. The audio should be good to go. If couple, not, then sorry. A couple of people that have actually flipped a van. No, no, I was going to say, yeah. Uh, in the last month, I think, they're the second of the guests to have been in a van flip. I mean, 20 years of rock and you're going to do, do it once or twice. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I mean, you brought it up, so do you want to talk about that? I mean, whatever. Uh, we were on, uh, come back, it was on tour with Misery Signals. Were you, were you in the yeah. band yet? No, no. Um, I rode with Gravemaker randomly, me and another friend, and then, uh, yeah, just flipped a van in, in, uh, in Canada, and it's a memory we'll always have, and we have a yeah. song about it and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're playing it tonight. We I think be. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah I, it's a shorter set, so hopefully it makes it in there. You know, I look up the set list. Yeah, beforehand. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm addicted to that, so I look up set lists. But uh, yeah, it wasn't just a little car accident. You had like what, three or four flips? Yeah, my friend was underneath the van for like an hour, and it was very crazy. And yeah, affected him for like mentally and physically for the rest of his life. So well, I'm sure it still affects you a little bit mentally. Yeah, totally. I mean, but just happy to be here. And of course. Because uh, I, read, I read about that Because I didn't really remember the details But when I read about it recently I read that he was trapped under for sure Like what, did it, like, well, just what imagine, does it mean? Just imagine like Okay like having your knee up to your chest <coughs> And a va- whole van crushing you And you're in shotgun So all I saw was you know his chest up And I'm just holding his hand And he's being crushed by the van And it hurts so bad Yeah 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 and So that was kind of the that's what happened. Yeah. It was a while back. It was 15 years ago or something. Like, so yeah. Scary. Well, then obviously Misery Signals had theirs too. But Misery Signals came out of the ashes of something like that. Yeah. But it was way more tragic, right? It was, there's some, some, some of their friends Loss died of life, yeah. yeah. Which everyone knows. The year in Anyone June. who watches Lamb Goat knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So you guys have been like pounding the pavement in the last couple of years, I feel like. Just like you're incessantly on tour. And, like, this year you're doing, like, I don't want to call it a world tour, but you're going all over the world, basically. Yeah, we've been super busy. I mean, I, I think, like, you know, post-pandemic, um, we were really just raring to go, and mm-hmm. and a lot of opportunities came up, and we, we definitely kept super busy through 21 and 22, and even, even this year has been really, really hectic. And it's weird because it's one of those things where, like, we don't plan to have a crazy year or we're like, oh, fuck, this year's going to be chill. And the next thing you know, it's like, fuck, there's something every month. Yeah. Um, this year was kind of odd because we had like a big chunk of the summer off, which we don't usually have. But then, you know, already looking at next year, it's like, it's going to be fucking chaos again. Yeah. I kept seeing like the tour date, you know, emails come through for Lamb Goat. And I'm like, 
Oh my God, they're back at it again, <laughs> yeah. dude. They're never going to be rested. I'm, yeah. Which I'm sure you all are tired at this particular point. Dude, hell yeah. <laughs> they would be mad if we didn't have tours booked, so. Who's they? The fans? The band. Oh, the, the band? band? Yeah, I mean, what the fuck? What, what else Andrew, am I do? what's going That's on true, with the yeah. fucking Europe tour? Yeah, because <laughs> I, I did, I did, we talked briefly at Furnace Fest, Stu, when you, when you guys played last, uh, about like what you do in your off time outside of yeah. of the band, which was a surprise to me because usually some people do uh, you know like other side jobs, other businesses, or whatever. But like this is like your main yeah, gig. it's my main yeah. hustle, yeah, which is cool. Yeah, it is. And next year, I think I mean, they are we leaking that? Are we leaking that right now? <laughs> I was planning not to, but uh, but Stu's gonna be a busy weeks. boy in 2024. Yeah, if we can not have that part, I don't know how. How you edit this shit? If it's impossible, oh, it's not to do announced that. yet. We'll edit. No, of course it's not. We'll edit it, but it's good to know. <laughs> um, sorry. Now we're doing. And it. we're back. Lambo official. <laughs> and we're back. No, so yeah, they're busy. That's all we'll say. Yeah, and next year is going to be busy as hell too. Nice. Between, yeah, comeback kids got tons of shit. There is mid six stuff we're going to do next year. So awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Do we want to keep that in or just? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, we'll keep that it's part. Not in. that important. <laughs> <laughs> what about figure four? What we got going on in the uh, pipeline? Uh, I, know you guys I don't know. We like played thing. a show. We played like then then uh, yeah. That's kind of it. Like we we would like to maybe do a final show in Canada in like Winnipeg where th- it all started. But and there's like you know all the members live all over and there's fantasies of oh we can play like Mexico or you know <laughs> this this place or that. But I think the vibe is like let's just do one final show and maybe like try to get a couple grand each yeah <laughs> it goes a long it. way you know yeah. what i mean it goes yeah. a long way is that something like and because figure four has been gone for so long is it you know and i don't know if the allure or whatever about it is you know makes people more drawn to it but similar to like misery signals because you know you guys were you know not active for a long period of time like does that help with like booking and stuff like that it's got to be like the interest level is peaking at this particular point for certain projects maybe i don't know yeah i I definitely feel like having the the less is more approach uh at this point in the band's career is definitely good i couldn't i couldn't imagine like you know misery signals or figure four like on a schedule that like combat combat kids on you know it just just wouldn't happen it's the opposite for combat kids figure four has done some like reunion type things because we never broke up but it's just like it's a few guys moshing it's like (laughs) three guys moshing and (laughs) yeah it's not really like the like you know end all be all comeback or anything yeah (laughs) i i just went uh i just saw botch play in atlanta earlier this last week early last week and like similar there was a couple younger dudes moshing but most of us were just like hanging out watching and you know there's a barrier and they're like what the fuck there's a stage dive and everything so do the dudes still play in minus the barrier uh i know yeah i think he's part of it still i mean he's doing a bunch of i think it's david does a bunch of other shit too so uh yeah i can't guarantee or confirm if he's still playing yeah you know what i mean i don't pay attention to all the bands Mm -hmm. i mean that's another example where it's cool. It's like, I mean, obviously Botch was a band that I think was officially broken up. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. For like so, MIA I mean, forever. Yeah. So, I mean, that's sick when you can come back and play a record from fucking what night. When is we, 97, uh, 98 Romans record is what? Like, yeah. 98. There was, well, I know, I know for sure though, the EP was like after breakup 2002. That's for, that's the only one I know concrete for sure. Either way. But everything really, before, everything is before that. It's crazy to see that they can do that. And like tons of people come. Oh yeah, Figure Sick. Four played with Botch in a basement in Portland. Sick, in like 2000 or nice. some shit. Nice, maybe. 
Oh yeah, because it is northwest up there, so you guys are probably in the same circles mm, running around. We're we're more middle Canada. Also, we played with Ink and Dagger in Minneapolis. Some some unlikely bands that maybe we played with. Mm. But was Eric Warheim playing bass for Ink and Dagger? Was that is that the band that he played bass in? Eric I don't, Warheim. I don't know why you're looking at me. I, th- I feel like that's like something everybody knows. I mean, the I know a lot of things, but there's like in information oh, in and out. Unless I'm screwing it up. I think he was an Ink and Dagger. I might be wrong. <laughs> How is mid-Canada for, like, music and just in general? Because I'm, I'm very familiar with, like, Quebec and Ottawa because that's where like, I have family that live there. Right. So I've gone up and down for my whole life. Yes. Yeah, so I'm from Winnipeg, and I always say, like, I've said this many times, if you want to live in a cool city in Canada, you have to live in Toronto or Vancouver. So I live in Toronto. These guys live in Vancouver. Hmm. Jeremy, the other original member of Comeback Kid, he lives in Winnipeg, and he's kind of just holding it down <laughs> for the family and shit. But yeah. it's so fucking cold, and yeah. you know, there's some great local bands and definitely like cool bars and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's I, a little desolate, my friend. <laughs> Which I I could have imagined. To yeah. Be honest with you. So how was like starting out there then? Like, is it just a grind? Because like yeah, like we would go to Minneapolis. We'd go to Minneapolis all the time. Like that's an eight-hour drive. You know, when I was 17, I went to go to Crazy Fest in Louisville. Like 16 hours, no problem. Mm. You, so one, once you go on tour, you just gotta go. Like, yeah. You, you, there's no like weekends. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> We're pro now. We yeah. gotta go. No, we gotta go for for a minute. So and that's kind of like I think a lot of Canadian bands once they once you go on, get on tour, like at least do the week to make it worth your while. But, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> But uh, we had Propagandine. That was our kind of like, you know, yeah, yeah. That, that's who we looked up to. I Spy, stuff like that. But and they taught us our politics and stuff, like kind of turned us away from like the religion stuff too and like just showed us a, a smarter way of thinking about the world. And mm, interesting. that's how punk kind of Yeah. Um, hey, what's up? It's Lurk. Looks like you're enjoying the podcast. If you are and you like what we're doing here on the Van Flip, why don't you go ahead and pause this, give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to. If you want to find out any information on your favorite bands from the hardcore and metal scene, visit lambgoat.com. And to stay in the loop about everything that we post on lambgoat.com, make sure you like us on Facebook and you head over to Twitter and Instagram and follow us at lambgoat. Are you a full-grown adult and you also have a TikTok account? Congrats. Follow us on TikTok as well. You can find us under the username lambgoat.com. That's spelled out D-O-T-C-O-M. Head over to our YouTube channel where we have all of these podcasts in video format plus a lot more content that you should check out. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and you hit that notification bell so you're always alerted when we upload new content. And last but not least, if you want to follow me, Lurk, the host of the show, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LurkCity. And as always, if you need any of the links that pertain to the artists on the show today, Lambgoat or myself, you can always find them in the description. Thanks for listening to this message. Now let's get back to the show. It's an ongoing saga where you, especially like on for Lamb Goat, where like people start out in bands that are labeled as Christian bands, like you know, it's an American band. thing, I think. Right? Is it? I don't know, but like, because there's certain bands that are obviously Christian bands and they stay Christian bands or whatever. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of like certain bands that don't say anything if it helps or hurts them or whatever. But they also don't say anything if they switch the vibe. You know what I mean? So. 10 years later, you're like, is so-and-so still a Christian band? You're like, they haven't been a Christian band in like 15 years, dude. Was Comeback Hit a Christian band when you started, though? Because we all, Figure 4 clearly was. It was on, you know. Yeah, Figure 4 was, and then I was kind of like turning, once I turned around 20, because Figure 4 was a teenager band, right? Right, right. So, yeah, so. Is it traveling the world and opening your eyes a little bit more on the? the real shit. (laughs) Comeback Hit started, and then we sent our demo to like Death Wish and like Bridge Nine and everybody, and no one wanted it. And then, Jason from Face Down, who was, yeah, yeah, he 
was offering to put it out, and then we're like, mm, yeah. <laughs> and I think I wonder, I, did we tell him we were kind of like into it? I don't know. You wouldn't be the first person to say that on this podcast that they lied about it, <laughs> either to Solid State or somebody else, man. Whatever. He did good for us. He still does good for us. Bless his heart, and um, that gave us the like forever like the jump. Yeah, or the uh, or the like kind of like the label is that you know. Yeah, dope. Uh, there's a question I've been wanting to ask you for quite some time, but I don't, and you don't have to talk about talk it if you don't want to. But like uh, when we when we chatted briefly at Furnace Fest, you had like been robbed at your hotel room, and I don't even I know if anyone's it. talked about this or anything like that. But I've been I looked it up, tried to look it up, couldn't find any information on it. So I'm curious because you you told me briefly like you were in the room and some guy comes in and steals your wallet and some stuff. So this is what happened. It's time, to cl- it's time to clear the air, man. All right. So this is what happened. <laughs> I lost my wallet. Um, so pretty much I was hanging out. I was going to go out, I think, after the show. Like we were kind of riding on a high. I was hanging out in my room on the phone doing whatever. Maybe the door was like left ajar. It was like one of those like outside like Motel 6. Jeremy always books these like <laughs> sketchy hotels because they're cheap. But yeah, I guess the door was kind of ajar. And, um, and I fell asleep in my bed clothes on um, and then I just woke up and I, there was a, a dude there with my bag and I kind of like couldn't I, I kind of came to and saw him he didn't look very he looked scared at, you know you're just right. waking up oh, shit that's my bag so I just go grab my bag face to face I see the fear in his eyes I'm, I'm like I'm just so panicky I'm like I, I need this bag somehow I get it he runs out and then I look around I'm like oh shit where's my fucking phone Mm-hmm. So the phone wasn't there. Um, he hit up a lot of people after the fact and like tried to get some money from people on like PayPal and shit like that. Mm. All right, like as you, what's that? Or as you or as in return means, for like, the finna give me some money, whatever. <laughs> like, um, yeah, it sucked, dude. It was it was the worst, and I was like pretty scarred about it for a while. And I showed up to the next the next day to like the Alabama sorry the Alabama airport, like pretty in shambles and like people took care of me and like I, I was just going to New York and I just you know when you just have a computer to kind of work everything out it's, it's yeah little, it's yeah. wild though because yeah. I think um, I don't want to put anyone on blast because they may not want to know it but someone else this past year was also robbed oh no way really I think it might have been at the festival but yeah, yeah. damn the, the crazy thing about not it robbed it was just like their stuff went missing yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying I I got like all the information on this guy too. Like he, uh, he's on his on his Instagram. Like he's packing. Like I'm just lucky that he didn't pull out a gun and like uh. shoot me. Like I'm Canadian. I don't know anything <laughs> about this shit. So yeah, um, you, you like tracked him down through Cash App, right? Um, oh wow. He someone did send him money. Yeah. Some idiot. <sighs> Sorry. And uh, <laughs> so we found out that through him through that. And yeah, it's like he's just like very loose. And uh, the cops called me and said, "Hey, if you want to charge this person, you just have to like come to Alabama." I'm like, oh. That's not happening. Uh, where were you at this and one, then Toronto? he <laughs> sold my phone on Facebook Marketplace, and the guy who bought it got in touch with me, hmm. and then I bought the phone from him, and it's still there. Like, so I have the phone. Oh, wow. But I haven't, like, connected it yet because I got a new phone from insurance, and I don't really know. All your stuff's on it, like all your photos and stuff. Yeah. It's still active. Maybe I, there's I'm some new active. photos on there. Yeah, probably is, yeah. <laughs> The guy's all sitting up with his gun and shit like that, naked maybe. You never know. Shobin Bout that is his Instagram name. <laughs> oh, damn. Check him out. Yeah. <laughs> Send him a little t- message. But be careful if you're in the B- Birmingham area. 
But yeah, I got dragged for that. And I shouldn't have made a post about it. I don't know why I did. I was just kind of... Why would you have gotten dragged? I don't know. Why, what was the sentiment? Oh, they're of like... Uh, oh, the lamb goat comments. Well, they were not. Yeah, oh, like come on. There's like a <laughs> thousand... <laughs> no, it's like classic, so. though. It's yeah. like... It's, uh, a, it's a thing now. No, yeah, for, for sure. But there weren't like any the on the that story because we didn't post about that Like story. the escort. Like I had a male escort in my room or something oh, like yeah. that. Every time we would like get posted on lamb goat, it would be like, wallets and phones are stoked. Yeah, that's good. And for months to follow. That's good. How does it feel having the most... Yep. draggy like it's like, fun like comments <laughs> board on, on the internet I mean, for, in, for hardcore so again uh i didn't like start that part of it up right so like that's just a long going uh, a long running ongoing situation that alex created <coughs> which you know lamb goat was created in a time where the internet was very anonymous right mm-hmm. and like that's just something that's kind of held for lamb goat but like and as you probably know and you probably know too because you guys both visit the website on a you know still on a daily every basis. day for the last 20 plus years you know some of your friends are posting about you on 100 percent. yeah so it's kind of like yes there are dickheads out there but your buddies are also clowning you too and like we don't want to lose that part it's not so much a free speech part i mean it is technically and a little bit of it but we have guidelines you know there's moderators and filters and all yeah. sorts of shit but like there's a hundred something fucking thousand pages on there and anyone can comment anonymously at any time on any one of those pages. So it's not what one thing I've always been curious about is if someone posts anonymously, can you actually see who it is though still? So it depends. <laughs> I'll tell you offline. All right. I'll tell you off of this. But okay. yeah, I'll definitely tell you about that. But it definitely depends. All right. IP address. <laughs> it de- it That's depends. what I'm saying. It depends. Dude. Yeah. But yeah, no, that that whole thing just like added to the I mean, looking back at it, like adds to the, the lore of the yeah. whole thing and <laughs> it's fun and yeah. sucked that it happened it sucked but i've been through worse for i mean mi- for a minute i wanted to do a uh, wallet and phones are stoked t-shirt like on the back maybe know? we can collab that together maybe and we'll we do it you know what i mean who's on the on the lamb goat shirt that you gave me me no it's uh trevor from unearth this okay. is a photo that we've taken me and trevor both had long hair and yeah. we're both very buff so you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple yeah, yeah. ripped guys <laughs> so yeah we just kind of we used one of our own photos instead of like you know Nice. Whatever. So that's 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 what it is. But um, damn, I was you fucking threw me off, Andrew. I was about to ask you a follow up to that. It's all good. It's all good. Mm, I'm gonna move on. Anyway, what is like the end? Because you guys have been running it for so fucking long at this point. Comeback kid, that is. What's the end goal or like end result that you guys want to accomplish? We're doing it. We're ne- uh, 25 year anniversary is gonna be 2025. We're gonna do like Wake the Dead. 20 year anniversary and 25 of the band and like that that will definitely be like a thing mm-hmm. yeah it's a huge ben- benchmark for any band um, i think well shit 20 years is a fucking benchmark for hardcore bands yeah. 15 years you know what I mean? yeah. Yeah. Dude, so we're, for sure. yeah we're trying to get like you know our like, favorite like legendary bands up to, up to canada i think that's like the best thing we've done is like we brought in like the best bands to canada that would never be in like winnipeg or like <laughs> edmonton or something like that you know like are there still home shows for you, Winnipeg, or do you guys consider we, Vancouver, w- Toronto home shows too now? When we go across Canada, I feel like there's at least six hometown Dude, shows yeah. for us. <laughs> Edmonton, it feels like a hometown. The backstage is busy. Nice. Yeah. I haven't seen you guys up there. I mean, and I try to see like some of my favorite bands at home. You know what I mean? So I've, I've done a fair bit of traveling doing that. So, you know, hopefully you still got a couple more years in you and I can make my way all the way up there. Where, where are you from? I'm from here. Okay. But my my family's from Gatineau, right outside of Ottawa. Oh, shit. You're yeah, Canadian. Yeah, yeah, I'm half Canadian. I'm a dual citizen for sure. Uh-huh. So that's why I like gravitate. I gravitate heavily towards Canadian bands. It's it's nice. If, if I can add to what Andrew is saying, though, you know, like 
what's the end goal or what right. we're doing with the band you know like as he said we're doing it um comeback it is this i don't really see a ceiling on comeback it and i mean people watching might laugh at that but it's like you know the band's been going for almost 25 years and like mm-hmm. still want to do more records still want to do more tours um so you know there is no like real like end goal at this point i think the goal in general is just to maintain keep up and keep going yeah <laughs> yeah i mean because the audience for this kind of music is continually growing dude and it's crazy it, it ebbs and flows for sure you know oh, yeah like, i think it's at a big ebb right now or whatever the big the peak yeah. is at a peak yeah. <laughs> big ebb. And, and, and and that's cool you know and and thankfully we we're a band that's been able to like check our egos and just roll with the punches you know like we've had a couple dark years we've had some really great years so it's mm-hmm. like just want to keep doing it i guess what well, same kind of similar question but where do you see like hardcore going like, because you guys have come from fucking early days of hardcore and to where it's going now where you have bands doing, like, collabs with Taco Bell and, you <laughs> yeah. know, I mean, like, stuff like that. I mean, that, that's funny I, a little bit, but Turnstile is pushing us, pushing us out there further and further. It's going to get bigger, you know, and, it, and but it's, like, even, like, in our time, it's it's gotten big, it's gotten smaller, it's gotten big, it's gotten smaller, and it's, like, this is the biggest, <laughs> at least in my, you know, lifespan of playing in mm-hmm. metal and hardcore and punk bands and stuff. Um so yeah, I mean, it, I think it'll just only get bigger. It's, yeah. it's at a time now where it feels like, you know, Turnstile uh, is like the next Nirvana or something. You know, like maybe that's a crazy statement, but you know what I'm saying? It's Getting like dragged. that's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. Know? No, I mean, I, I again, it's like because that's a band that Jay's liked for quite some time pri- prior to me being into them and stuff. But uh, you know, it's it's wild to see where they start, and then now yeah. they're fucking doing whatever. I mean, I saw them. After the Furnace Fest, I think the first Furnace Fest in 21, they played with, like, uh, God, the fucking rap band, uh, Suicide Boys, and their, like, tour or whatever. <laughs> they were, like, the only the only hardcore band. The sound was garbage because, obviously, the show is tuned a little differently yeah. for other ar- acts. But, you know, they did that. They did Rolling Loud. It's kind of crazy how they're, like, transcending. So it's pretty awesome. Uh, can hardcore get too big? I mean, my, my take on all that, I was just, like, for a little – for a little bit when the pandemic was happening I'm like oh it's all of them and then I was pleased to see like shortly after that like you know all of these other bands getting the limelight quickly after that yeah like a little you know, hunger like everyone was hungry for you it. know flat spot coming out with like a million awesome bands and like just like a lot of bands were really getting some like shine and, yeah. and that's where it's at now and all now there's a bunch of huge bands that like kind of on par with us or even you know and like mm-hmm. comeback kid like I think I heard like Jamie from Hapri like do this on the, talk about this on the podcast, but like yeah, like I feel like I, st- I was talking about this the other day. Like we're cruising altitude, like we're like maintaining. No, we got and we're like we're not going up and down. Like we we've been pretty much a pretty similar size room band since hmm. we like for the last fifteen twenty years, and it's kind of it's cool. But obviously, if you had the opportunity, would that be something that you'd want to do bigger, larger rooms? Whether it's headlining or obviously Hell support. Yeah. For sure. Fuck yeah. You don't want to play smaller shows? No. I mean, I'm happy to, like, you know, I love playing small shows. I love playing huge shows. Like, yeah. You know. I just didn't know if, like, that's something that Comeback Kid seeks out. Like, do Dude, you guys want to like do we, big festivals? Do we think the next record's going to be the one? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> next record's really going to yeah. do it for us. No, but, like, I mean, we do get to play a lot of huge festivals yeah. in Europe and shit. And, like, obviously, like, you know, when you're playing those festivals, it's like, this isn't for us, but there's a lot of people that are just there and happen to be watching, and it's sick. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, you feel like a huge rock star, and it's super fun and cool. And then you know, playing a tiny show where there's 
hundred people in a tight room. That's mm, fucking awesome too. So I think I think they they both have merit, you know. Yeah. Was it always hard, kind of juggling multiple bands? Yeah. In general, I both. Mean, it's a question for both. I mean, you know, twenty twenty was going to be like the most psycho fucking year of my life. Oh yeah. And in, in ways, pandemic. I'm like so happy that the, the world shut down. Because it was just going to be so chaotic. Like, I knew, I knew, like, six months into the year, I was just going to be, like, pulling my hair out or fucking dying, you mm. know? So, um, yeah, it's hard to balance two bands. And especially, like, when the new Mystics record came out, we were really going to push hard on it. And it was really, it was really, like, nuts to butts, like, finishing a comeback hit tour, starting a Mystics tour, finishing that tour, starting a comeback mm, hit tour. Like, it was going to be a really, really, really tight. Um, so thankfully I didn't actually ever have to like, like navigate that and go through it. Um, but we've done like a couple tours where like just out of convenience, like misery signals and comeback kid have done some tours together, gone to Japan. We've done like some North American stuff and that's fun. It's cool. Fills your day up. I Um, feel like that would be like ideal. I mean, obviously you probably get tired of playing the same bill every day, but I mean, but Stu likes playing with comeback kid more. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's a fact. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, so, you guys had heavy steps not that long ago. Mm-hmm. How long until maybe, you know, a follow up to heavy steps? Not that long. I don't know. We've got a single coming out next month. Oh, cool. And uh, EP coming out in March, I would say. Nice. So, what goes into like writing new music at this particular point? Because you guys totally. Have, I wouldn't say that so the new records. EP is going to be like. It's not our like new sound or anything <laughs> but it's songs that we've been working on for a minute and then we kind of just finished up it's kind of some it's a little may, maybe self-indulgent but yeah yeah when you say self-indulgent i'm sorry to, when you say that what do you mean like adding some uh, of your pleasures in there yeah there's songs that like we like to li- like we like to play and listen are to. are we talking about covers here or no 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 okay just make it clear no no i just think like if somebody's like i love turn it around and wake the dead and then they're like oh come back it has a new ep and they go listen to this they're gonna be like what the fuck is this but that's been you know? the case i mean like i mean that's been the case for the last 20 something years anyway sure every record's not going to be turned yeah. around or, co- or wake yeah. the dead yeah. you know what i mean so. like andrew said th- this ep isn't like this isn't like it's not our new sound it was just like some songs that were fun um that we wanted to release are there things that are like didn't make step uh you know heavy steps didn't like fit, ideas, wouldn't have yeah. wouldn't fat, uh, fit on heavy steps so they were written around the same time frame. similar okay, time okay. Yeah, yeah yeah interesting the trouble ep it's called oh nice yeah exclusive news yeah everybody. no it's coming out right away you heard it here first yeah well in a couple of weeks technically yeah we did a video and shit so probably by the time this comes out we'll have a like a single with it we'll try to pair it along Hell yeah, side. yeah so we might rearrange some stuff but oh, yeah. uh favorite thing because you guys are always on fucking tour it feels like in the last couple of years favorite thing about tour Outside of playing and fucking the people and all the typical answers, guys. For all the money. Uh, <laughs> for, for, for me, there is money. For I me, know. I have a like a pro. Like I'm not. I don't have a family or anything like that. So, I kind of stress on making plans. Like, hey, you want to like like tomorrow or the next day? But I have no problem making a plan next year. Yeah. <laughs> I like just having my schedule and knowing what I'm doing every night, and I'm just there and I'm in the tunnel, and that's just along for the it ride. It works for me, yeah. and I can see friends and people that I haven't seen in like a year or more every day yeah there's definitely benefits to it like you know doing being touring for the last you know 20 years it's like I find parts of being on tour like <clears throat> the, the schedule of it like kind of like knowing like this is going to sound really dumb but it's like you know you get up 
get in the van, go to the venue, you do a sound check, you get a bite to eat, you come back, you hang out, play the show, hang out, and then do it all again. Mm. And it's like, you know, you get in the motion of doing or the rhythm of doing that. And I find like a lot of times when I do get home from tour, I'll be super excited to get home. And it's like, I see my wife, I got my cats, I'm like stoked, love and life. And then like three days after I get home, I'm like, itching, huh, <laughs> now what the fuck do I do? And like, yeah. I kind of get like, I almost get like sad, you know what I mean? And, and then you're kind of like, cause although like every day on tour might not be the most productive, it's, it's busy. You know what yeah, I mean? You're so always like, doing something. I almost don't know how to relax when I get home. Like, I almost feel guilty about being like, I'm going to watch fucking a whole season of 90 Day Fiance today, that. you know? I feel that hard. Not that show, but I feel feeling guilty about watching TV or something. Yeah, so it's it's a weird thing to balance. But, like, so, yeah, I guess roundabout answer to your question, what's my favorite part about being on tour is being busy and having being full up every day. Purpose. Yeah. yeah. Worst thing. It's not too bad, man. <laughs> it's not too bad. Not too bad. But well, I guess yeah, because y- your personal situation is different. Because yeah. obviously, no family, no whatever outside of. Dude, it's sick. I love it. <laughs> worst worst thing for me is when you're cornered into just having to eat bad food, mm. like no matter what. And I know that you can Uber Eats now, or you could do whatever. Um, but like sometimes you're just you're at the mercy of like terrible food, and that. Like that's catering or uh, or just like sometimes ca- <laughs> sometimes catering like dude some some European catering is like the best shit you'll ever have and then sometimes you're like what in the actual fuck is this, um, and then North America like I, honestly like I just get tired of like you go to a like a rest stop or something and it's like there's Subway Dunkin' Donuts Taco Bell fucking <laughs> whatever you know it's like. It's just a, it's gross after you yeah. eat too much, you know. So, <laughs> especially twenty years on the road. We're yeah, su- we're supporting sure. on this tour, and so we're playing at eight twenty every night. So I just have to really, really focus on like I love eating at eight twenty, yeah, like, at dinner, <laughs> right? But like so in general, off tour, yeah, or in general. Yeah, but yeah. now I'm like, okay, four o'clock. I gotta eat, so I have like three hours before we play. Why do you? Is it because like you'll get you'll so get jump high. high yeah hyped up and then maybe like vomit a little if you just insult I you know, vomit I just, I just feel the food doesn't settle like that but I just had some like I'm eating wings every night nice <laughs> the, the food you had when I it came over so to get salty. you it was so salty I had to leave so it to come through this dude. interview yeah where were you getting wings from the next door of the venue oh like okay yeah, yeah 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 cool yeah, it, um, good. <laughs> it looked insane <laughs> <laughs> so when you're at home or whatever and you're getting bored like you haven't ever thought of like having a hobby. I do. I mean, I do have hobbies. Like I, I, I make it a point to like exercise every day. So I get my wife gets up for work at six. So I usually get up at seven, try and get Yikes, up, go to the gym early for a band guy. Yeah, no, I, but I find like if I do that, then I will like make the most of the day, whether that's like coming home and working on music, working on like art or design, whatever, that kind what of stuff. You guys go to sleep at me. Uh, <sighs> usually in bed by nine, probably oh asleep God. by 1030. I wish. My Dude. brain doesn't shut off. Especially yeah. now with Lamb Gun, I'm like, I'm missing something. You know, Dude, I got I, to be glued to the internet or fucking something. If I, I want to be the first to post it, you know what I mean, for the traffic. I, I mean, I, 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 love, I love those hours. It's great. It's good for me. And also, like, Vancouver, like, and our friend circle, it's not, like, late. Like, he lives in Toronto. Toronto's, like, late night city. People are like, oh, it's fucking right. 11. Let's go out. And <laughs> in Vancouver, we're like, oh, my God, it's almost 11. We should go to bed. Like, <laughs> we should go home now. So. That's true. Um you have you asked me all the lame good questions you wanted to ask me? Well, okay. Well, hold on. What was I asking before this thing got on? So you you are new, newish. How long? 
we joined in 2018 for the podcast. Nice. But I've been visiting since, you know, fucking 2000. Right. Yeah, so. Long so I was telling him, yeah, Lambgoat is like a lot of us and Comeback Kids, maybe just because it was like the news site for us growing up. So like when you're like loading your internet, like if you just to make sure it works, <laughs> Lambgoat's the site. Stu's told me the same thing when yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, it's pretty good because it's just classic site. You know, it always works. And it's reliable. Not a lot of <laughs> images, you know, text yeah. only, loads quick. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, besides that, I don't know, man. I have you ever gotten any like threats from anybody personally, or just like lamb yeah. goat in general? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. We've been. Uh, do I even want to say it? We've been contacted by you know authorities before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For I mean, I guess that comes in, hand in, in the time that I've been at the head. That so, probably comes yeah. hand in hand with uh, like running a site that has an open forum, right? Like yeah, I get the forum's not really active. I was you know because that's message boards in like 2023 are like you know dude obsolete. you still get you still get like 200 comments on fucking comments posts. is different i'm talking <laughs> oh. about the message board the, oh, okay. the comments are definitely okay. active for sure i didn't even, i didn't even, the distinction was yeah not sorry you me. said forum and it kind of yeah. threw me off of that no but um yeah i mean and who hit us up like governmental agencies for they have questions about posts and stuff sorry say that again governmental agencies and stuff or like oh, authorities sure. or something like that oh we got some background the only noise. problem is you know without a warrant or whatever it's like I'm not going out of my way to do all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Because it's, again, th- the bulk of whatever's going down in the comments section is all for goofs and for fun, in my opinion. For you sure. know what I mean? There are going to be, like, a fair 1% to 5% of the comments that are a little crazier than they should be. But, again, you know what I mean? Isn't that a weird thing, though? So a friend of mine uh, made a music uh, a documentary recently about music censorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Cover Your Ears. You should check it out if you have a chance. It's actually a really good and someone's getting ice, so you hear that. That's what that is. I see. But anyway, that just made me think. There's a part in that documentary where he's uh, interviewing an, an artist, and apparently there's, like, references in the lyrics to, like, that could be, like, applied to, like, a crime that happened. Yeah. And this dude got, like, arrested for it mm-hmm. and almost charged, you know? Like, he got off from it, but it was, like... It's just crazy that, like, if you you know put something out in the public that a government agency or something can be like well this is pretty interesting yeah, they're, they're a little weird especially here they're a little more probably yeah. like on on shit they yeah. got a lot of free time i guess but like yeah i don't know man um it's just it's a staple for the website right mm-hmm. like that's something that everyone kind of knows about you know when i talk to anybody it's like oh the comments it's like yeah we get yeah, it yeah, yeah. i get it the newer generation doesn't really understand <laughs> that you know yeah. so they're the ones that are most vocal about it and having issues with it. And certain bands have issues with it, too. And, you know, it is what it is. But in my eyes, and I'm sure you guys probably may think the same, but there is way m- what Lambgoat offers is more good than bad. If you totally. want to say, like, the comment section is the bad part, that may be the only sure. bad part oh, but in my eyes. But we get some information about it. Like, I actually just found out today about Jay Weinberg. These guys have been talking about <laughs> the like, band for oh, yeah. four Where days. Where have you been? <laughs> um, I'm just, yeah, just out to lunch on that. But just even, like, I don't know, it is fun. Like, yeah, like, you guys, like, posting about me getting robbed or whatever and stuff. Like, just some niche stories that probably people would like to hear about. What, what's what's yeah. the goo joke? Where does that Dude, come from? I was going to bring that up when we were talking about comments earlier because that's, like, on-running, ongoing jokes. There's so many that are, like, fresh new ones, like, you know, wallet and <laughs> keys are stoked or whatever. Yeah. Like... Goo has been just tearing up the charts. Yeah, I don't know. Someone's got to have notifications on for that one because, like, every article. It's, it's replaced, like, first. Remember how first yeah, was back in the day? For yeah, sure. So, 
I don't fucking know, dude. There are there are wow. definitely some. Uh, we we don't know exactly where it came from. You don't know the, the exact origin. No, All it right. just started popping up, and people ask, and we're like, I don't know, dude. It's, but it's insane. And like, I think what happened was, I got annoyed. This was something that happened like right after we kind of took it over, and I got kind of annoyed with it because I didn't understand it, or you know, I was like, is this a bad thing or is this a good thing? And you know, I'm a little nervous about how to take over lamb goat and how it should be presented sure. going forward so i was like i should probably like just filter that out because i don't know if it's like a person or something that happened that or so a you term were, for you were like blocking goo for yeah, the first little so that bit probably didn't <laughs> help it you know what i mean goose so in case you didn't you don't know what we're talking about basically like people in the comments just like say like there was news about comeback kids someone would be like goo back kid yeah or comeback goo or some shit yeah, yeah. yeah okay and that's just like people like, change the yeah, fucking is it word racist goo. Yeah. Yeah. see i don't know dude. that's <laughs> why i don't know you know what i mean it kind of could sound like it could be, you know, but I think it's know, just some dude, Mike Goo or something, and someone just ran with that. Mike, <laughs> Mike Goo. Goo. <laughs> I like that. I want to meet Mike I know, Goo, we, maybe. We, I think we were talking about it internally like a couple months ago, and that's kind of what we figured out. Because people ask. like Even people that are like everyday users on the forum and stuff like that yep. that I know offline, they're like, where did that come from? I'm like, I don't know, dude. Imagine if you knew. Imagine you, you were the guy and you're just like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just start off because I'm the only one that's there when the news gets first posted. I'm just like, goo. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> gotcha. good. Gotcha. That's not a bad idea. I can, make, I can maybe get some other kind of ongoing things. So it's like uh, we reviewed one of the new ones that won't go away for probably some time now is uh, we reviewed Zulu's album and, you know, Elliot gave it a nine or whomever uh, Elliot reviewed it and gave it a nine. So like any other review that's, posted that's not a nine which a lot shouldn't really be a nine on the lamb goat scale but these were new writers so you know the scale's a little skewed but yeah. uh yeah, Z- this is shit zulu was a nine or is that's like an ongoing thing oh they're I mean? always like that yeah, yeah that's yeah. the drag yeah so like now if you go to the reviews i'm sure on every review zulu got a nine this is shit or something oh, like that you know what <laughs> I mean? zulu's a great band i'm not saying they shouldn't have got a nine but i'm just saying on the lamb goat scale of things Totally. Nine is kind of like gold. Like, there's no tens. Gold tier, you know yeah. I mean? what, what's the highest Lamb Goat reviewed record? Like, what's the highest review that it re- I mean, obviously, I guess, like, a bunch of records could have a Yeah, I mean, there's so many that I wouldn't even really have, that I had no part in. Yeah, well, I you mean. Know? So, so, like, Jane Doe was a nine. That I just recently know that because that just popped up. Yeah. Um, is there a ten? Was there that, might be a Was 10. that reviewed when it came out and it got a yeah, nine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. Yeah, in 2001. It That's was dope. if you go to the website it says posted in like 2011 or 14, but the original date is uh I, yeah, 2001. I listened to that uh, a couple songs off that record the other day and I can't fuck the track is escaping me now. It's like either 5 or 6, but there's this part with like these like super haunting vocals and I remember like being scared of that part when that record came out, just being like, "What the fuck is a this?" A youngster. And yeah, and then I was listening to it in the van the other day. I was like, "Oh, fuck." No, <laughs> Trauma it's, it's PSD back. nostalgia. <laughs> Um, speaking of youngsters, what what made you guys get into, you know, bands and hardcore in general? Uh, living in my older brother showed me like skate punk and like no effects and you know it's I wild how many people like come the from ba- bas- basket case uh, video and the classic story you know like just like skate punk Canada loved that shit fat record shit and then. Uh, from there, someone in high school showed me Earth Crisis, and then I was Straight Edge, and then, you know? Straight Edge and Religious all at the same straight time. Straight Edge, Religious, all at the same time. It was the perfect combo. And then... Uh, <laughs> the perfect story. And then, yeah, then just, like, you know, just getting into that more and more, and I gravitated 
you know, to the, like, some of the thug stuff, like the, you know. Rap? The, like, Marauder, like, uh, okay, double-picking okay. helicopter always on the guitar. And, uh, yeah, just, it's just great. I don't know, that's, like, you know, that was the transition. It was all punk to, a lot of the, pe- the people that are into hardcore now came through new metal, didn't they? I did. So I'm yeah. more through a, lo- a lot of younger uh, kids come punk. through new metal. Yeah, I, mean, I came from, I, I, there was punk in the beginning, and then that was very short-lived, and then I found new metal. But also, I was from here, and Limp Bizkit's from here, so it was like, how was I not going to be into it? For sure. Like, same thing. For me, you know, as a teenager, like, well, as a kid in Canada, we had much music, which is kind of mm-hmm. like MTV. Uh, and they, they had shows like like Power 30, which would play, like, metal videos, and uh, The Wedge, which, which would play, like, kind of more alternative videos. And, like, The Wedge is probably where I first ever saw, like, a... A Green Day music video or Doughboys face to face, no use for a name. So like, those were bands that like I saw on the TV, and then I'd go to the record store buy the record, and then you'd have like the thanks list in every record, and you see you know two hundred bands listed there, and you'd go buy four of those records yeah. or whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, same thing, just like you know, sort of more commercial or whatever punk got me into more underground punk, which got me into hardcore, which got me mm-hmm. into you know metalcore, which got me into the van <laughs> definitely which got me on the goat yeah, yeah. <laughs> comeback kids very octave core i hate octaves now but i, I guess i gotta long. embrace the uh what is that supposed to mean like octaves you know what that is yeah, yeah i know what octaves are but like, what is octave core? it's the it's the easiest melodic thing to do so loves octaves it, we are an octave core band like to my dismay i guess <laughs> it's it's a very like fat records thing yeah and uh you know i remember the first time i ever heard wake the dead i was like this is the best because it's like skate punk and hardcore yeah. on one record. Yeah. And uh, I won't let that go. Every time we're like writing music, I'm like, what about this? He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've snuck a few in though. Yeah. So how does the writing process go for you guys? Uh, this is how Since you guys live, you know, you live apart. I don't know if you get together or yeah. if you just trade. So the last time we wrote was during the pandemic, but whatever, we'll, we'll do it again. Um, Stu, Stu sends demos, Jeremy sends demos, I have demos, whatever. Um, so when you, if you get, so this is the new, the last couple uh, albums. If you are the writer of the song, you become the boss of the song. Oh, nice. Song so, boss. Song boss. So <laughs> if, if it's Stu's song, like uh, Jeremy is the one who uses this power like the most probably. He's like, he's I really don't really like that change that you made to that song. He's more of a song dictator. He's a dictator like <laughs> for sure. So you have the song. Either, you know, Stu or I or Jeremy or whatever will come in and kind of change some things around. Maybe even change the whole structure of the song around. Mm-hmm. Produ- produce the song. And DJ Khaled credits. Whether it makes it or not, that's to be seen. But, yeah, like, if, you're, if you wrote the song, it's your idea originally, you're the boss of the song. Mm. But everyone else can come in and, like, kind of do their thing on it. How long has that been kind of the, the shtick for Comeback Kid and Since writing process? more than me and just Jeremy wrote. Yeah, so like when when I started playing with the guys, uh, it was like on the tail end of Symptoms and Cures, mm-hmm. and then we went into writing Die Knowing, and it was kind of like a like a some uncertainty of how that was going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I, I brought some ideas to the guys, and I think like one song idea I had made it on the record, <laughs> and then I did like I played like a little bit of guitar on that record, and then you know next time we wrote a record was a few years later. At that point, I've been in the band for you know quite a few years. So then we were just kind of doing what Andrew said, where it's like, well, here's a bunch of different demo ideas, and then we get together in a room and, like, rock them out. And then over the pandemic, though, it was kind of nuts because everybody's at home. You got a lot of time. So, like, I was literally sending Andrew, like, like 20 stew demos, 30 fucking songs or something insane, you know? So by the time, like, we got to the 
to to a space where we we're all together playing it was like well, i got 28 ideas yeah. <laughs> andrew's like i got two three four you know so it was like they're solid andrew they're solid, solid ideas yeah. though <laughs> so but yeah i mean it, at this point it's collaborative for sure cool um and is and that something i'm sorry to interrupt finish no okay is it something as a long-standing member that you is there a way that or is there any noticeable difference to you as far as like how how either a comeback head sounds now currently or how the process has gone on yeah we're a little bit more of a metallic band i guess now like a, someone said in a podcast about us we're hardcore with a capital h you mm. know type band maybe before where it was more i don't know lowercase h lowercase h yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um that's funny but so yeah. where does the, where does that influence come from then well, just, we're just like everybody we're just more or into like heavier shit and we're <clears> okay we're, we're always playing like with like metal bands and shit like so i, th- I would say that we're you know, I, I even do a bit on stage like, oh, we should go more metal now or like, we're going to go more punk now. But like, it's just that's the best thing about punk uh, of Comeback Kid. Like we are unapologetically and like unashamed, like we're hardcore down the middle. We're going to go punk. We're going to go like metal. And like, that's the cool. About mm-hmm. it. All the songs sound different. Mm-hmm. You're not going to put put on a record and say, like, oh, man, like it all sounds the same at all. Yeah, I think I agree. Yeah, I agree. And where are we at? Sorry. What's the fucking timeline on it? Okay. One last question then before we wrap up and we'll head to Tiger. Um, you guys got a lot in the discography, and I want the honest answer. Um, favorite tracks to play, and on the opposite end of that, worst tracks you hate to play live. Andrew can go first. Damn, we don't really play any songs we don't like to play live because... Maybe it's like a very song long that the set. crowd always is yelling, and you're like, oh, yeah, we'll get to that free bird. It's coming up, I promise. <laughs> Damn. Um, oh, man. I like different songs for different reasons, but I really love playing um, them all. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Do you hate playing the ones you weren't, you weren't a part of, Stu? No, absolutely not. I mean, like my, one of my, some of my favorite songs are on uh, Wake the Dead. False Idols is probably like my favorite comeback hit song mm-hmm. of all time. Cool. Um, and, you know, we play that pretty much every night. The eternal opener. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think we've ever played a show that we didn't play that. I don't yeah. think we've ever played a show that we didn't play Wake the Dead. I don't think we've ever played a show that we didn't play all in a year. We try to find a better opener than all than uh, False Idols Fall, but there it is. always comes back to that. Yeah, yeah well, it's the opening of the, that similar album. Which, yeah, exactly. And I'm going to tack on one more question. Yeah. And this is probably directed towards you because Stu was not in the band at the time. Could you tell when Wait the Dead came out that something was going to happen? Like, did you know it was going to be one of those records? Because it, it's turned into that. It felt good. Um, and I remember Bill Stevenson, like, went out of his way to try to get us to record that with him. We did it in two weeks with him. Bill Stevenson is from um, Descendants and Black Flag and just the absolute goat from The Blasting Room. Um, so we were going to do it with Jim. Fuck, what the fuck is his name? The guy who did the Blood for Blood records and American Nightmare, um, Jim, can't remember his last name. We were all booked and everything with him, and then we met Bill Stevenson, and he gave us a <laughs> like a compilation CD of like everything he'd done. That's like more, and you know, there's like some punk stuff, maybe some heavier ska band that made like Less Than Jake or something. They had a hardcore song or some shit. Mm. Like, okay, you can do this. So how was that like? And then it, we, like he like this legend convinced us to record with him. And then we did it with him, and just like it, just felt like 
very nice and good. I don't know. Mm. So how how was the other? How was the other producer? How did he take the uh, the the word about not being able to do the record? I can't remember. You know, the internet wasn't very special at that time. Yeah, it was pretty pretty day one. He didn't comment on the on the post. I was going to say you might be able to find it on. Well, yeah, the weird thing. No, this guy's a legend. I would love to work with him. He did like Dropkick. Like he's a Boston guy. Like, imagine if we would have done the record with him. Imagine. I wonder if it would have the same impact. Who knows? Even like the harmonies on Wake the Dead and shit, like Scott Wade, our old singer, he was like, he didn't want it. Like, he didn't, did not want the singing stuff. Yeah. And now look. Trust me, man. Trust me. Now look, yeah. yeah he's, still, he's still shaking his head when he comes to see us live. He's like, oh, I would have done it different. Also, you formed a, a relationship with Bill Stevenson and went on to make the best comeback hit record broadcasting. Uh, right worst after that. comeback hit record ever. Is that what you think? We don't play one song from that shit. I think it's the best record. Really? Yeah, for so, real. So, okay, yes, you're no bullshit. That's the best record. What's the best record from comeback hit in your eyes? Heavy steps. Is that the, is that the is that the you I have to know. say that I don't know. You, it's hard to say. The label no, tell you to say that. Yeah, yeah but, but broadcasting. No, we don't play anything from that record. That is my when I listen to it, I'm like, what is this song structure? Like, I'm what's glad you happening? said it because like I don't listen to it that often either. I don't know. But I mean, now I'm going to because it's your favorite, so I'm going to listen Dude, to it more. for sure. There's like, like I. Even like the first time I listened to the record, I would be like, why did they not repeat this part? Or like, why is this not the chorus <laughs> yeah. or something? But I will say it's got like, I think it's got some of the coolest guitar work that Comeback Kid ever did. Uh, I think it's got some of the just coolest ideas like song-wise that the, the band's done. It's got some of the like punchiest breakdowns. Like, oh. Yeah, maybe Scott like reeled us in a little bit before that. Like as far as the riffs go, like maybe, in, or like the metal kind of stuff for like Scott, the old singer, he'd be like, maybe kind of produce us a little to bring mm. it back a little to simplify things. And so when he was gone, we're like, ah. yeah, <laughs> you know, like playing, like, let's go as fast as we can. And like do all these little, like, you, you know, like triple, 20 triple, parts triple, to a song triple, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I feel, I think it's I felt good. after that, I think I, we changed course a little bit song mm. structure wise, but yeah. Next, so. re- next record, you use a Telecaster. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen. That'll happen every now and then. Hey, but that record rocks too. Yeah. I mean, Again, I'm not saying Knowing is not a, not a great album. It's just when it comes down to it, like I'm not listening to songs off of that as much. And when you said that, I'm like, oh, I mean, that makes sense, I yeah. guess, to me. But now I'm going to have to reinvest my time in it. But yeah, too. broadcasting is the best record for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to say Wake the Dead, but also I, I dig uh, Symptoms and Cures, too. I dig a lot of shit on great Symptoms, record. too. We'll be doing something special for Wake the Dead uh, 2025, for sure. Nice. So. We'll cut it here because we got to go to Saboni's place, Tiger. And then, uh, yeah, thank you very much, Stu and Andrew, for being on the podcast. Thank you. Make sure you check the comments out. Thanks for having us. Hell yeah. Goo. Lamb goo. goo. (laughs) One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the one-hit thunder or were nothing more than a one-hit blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods.